You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Alrighty, we are back inside the monster episode four. Joey, we've been cruising, and the Red Sox mm. are one and zero in their last one games. That's the correct way to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> that is the correct way to look at it. Uh, needed that win, man. Needed that win yeah. so badly. The way it was going, I'm like, God, we're going to have the same exact thing as games one and two all over yeah. again. Luckily, it isn't the case. Sox pull it out. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about all the games. Right off the top, though, any any uh, mm. thoughts off the top, Joey? For the for the whole series, you're saying? Uh, just, just general thoughts. It can be about anything. Um, if you bumped into someone on the sidewalk and they had something to say, like, what do you, what do you thought? Any thoughts? We're a positive show. We're going to stay positive, and I feel fine about everything. In all honesty here, though, every one of those games was very entertaining. Yes. From an unbiased, you know, objective standpoint, they were good games. There were, you know, moments of, like, offensive spurts. It was an enjoyable product to watch, even if the end uh, didn't feel too great two of those times. Mm. Um, I, I walked away thinking, fun team. Yeah. One thing I'm going to say right off the top here, because I think this needs to be acknowledged, and I think it's important. This is Joey's mm-hmm. flu game. Joey's sure having a flu <clears> game <throat> for this episode. It happens. The season is a long season, and we're, we got yeah. three games under our belt, and we got ourselves a flu game here, grinding through it. And Joey, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you. Uh, let me tell you, it's a little bit of my own fault. I'm willing to take some of the accountability. I wasn't feeling great. And then decided to order Mexican food. So eating enchiladas on an already dicey stomach, probably not the best move. Especially with an episode um, coming up, you know, recording tonight. So, it, yeah. 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 Got to perform in front of people. And I decided oh, I can, like, load my, you know, weak stomach up with meats and cheeses. And if we're being honest, I should stop talking about it. <laughs> I should really stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Let's talk about the Red Sox instead, please. 100%. We're going to go to opening day. We're going to start it off with opening day. Obviously, Joey, you and I are in the building. It all starts with the rainout on Thursday, which we all saw coming. Uh, we all knew that was going to be the case, and they announced it on Wednesday right before we take off for New York. I uh, got to meet up with our folks there, uh, Lena and Matt. With the 2400 sports team. We got a great team, dude. I love our team. We got a great team. We have a yeah. great team. We it's went to a nice. When you, 
What's up? It's weird working remote with somebody, yeah. and then you know you see them after a couple months working with them, and you say, "Nice to meet you." There's no <laughs> correct vernacular there. It, well, it was it, that was a little weird. Be like, I see you on my computer all the time. This isn't meeting you. But the, the funny you know. thing is, I forgot that's when you're meeting them because we've all seen each other on Zoom about eight million times, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, hi, I'm Joey. I'm probably taller yeah. than you thought. Like that's kind of how that goes. But now we had a, a nice lunch, nice group lunch there, a nice Italian lunch that was delicious. Uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm was a hell of a day for us. We're over there at Yankee Stadium with umbrella hats. Shot a little thing for the TikTok. Definitely check us out on TikTok. We got some just exclusive for TikTok stuff over there. We're going to be growing that all season long. A lot of Yankee fans in the comments that don't understand sarcasm, uh, which, by the way, Joey, that's just how it goes. There's a lot of Yankee fans that just can't understand the difference between a joke and, like, a real thing. It was so, like, for you to not think... We were kidding that Yankee fans weren't showing up to opening day on Thursday. The guy, I always love people that feel so good about their comments. He's like, who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? Get out of my face, you dumbo. We know the game was rained out. You idiot. It takes one tap to see that our bio is official Red Sox podcast. Like the odds that we would just be there and be like, I got no idea. I I don't know. Weird. Why isn't the game being played right now? So funny. But even if you don't know me, and obviously I do sarcastic stuff and like to do funny Mm -hmm. jokey do's, like, even if you don't know that, just read the room, right? Like, maybe check out a couple other videos. Maybe look at some of the... Like, come on, man. That is... That was so laughable to me. But, uh, but yeah, opening day comes around. It's Friday. It's opening day. We get to the field. Shoot some stuff before the game. Feeling good. Joey, I got to say, it was just so good to have baseball back. Uh, You don't really feel it until you walk into a park. Yankee Stadium doesn't really make me feel like baseball like it used to. The old Yankee Stadium, I'd walk in and be like, oh, there's history here. Like some of the greatest ever played here. I go into the current Mm -hmm. Yankee Stadium, and it's like outside of that first season that they had it when they won the World Series. A lot of losses in that park. Uh, A lot of wah-wah. So you don't really feel the same energy as we're going to feel at Fenway Park on Friday. Uh, So, yeah, anyway, great great to be back. Great for the games to be back. Great for the Sox to be back. We're trying to get a lay of the land. That's the first time I've had a denchilada at Yankee Stadium. Uh, So we're trying to figure it out, trying to, you know, not – Go the wrong down the wrong tunnel. By the way, that's always like a little concerning. You don't want to be the guy that's walking into like the umpire room when they're getting changed. But that's yeah. a, that's an option based off of how many doors there are. I think the other guys instilled that fear in you a little bit. You know that it's possible to just accidentally shoot Jer- Derek Jeter in the knee. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mark Wahlberg shot Derek Jeter in the knee, and that actually happened. But anyway, mm-hmm. we get to the field doing some stuff. It's nice. Game gets going. And Garrett Cole immediately is getting rocked. And if you guys remember in the wild card game, that happened as well. And if you guys remember in 2021 against the Sox, that happened as well. So it's a rerun of Garrett Cole versus the Red Sox, just as we expect. He's getting hit hard. After the game, we hear that it was a unforeseen challenge that the yeah. game started at 112 instead of 108. He was basically saying F you to Billy Crystal for throwing the out the Crystal. first pitch and taking too long, and that's why he gave up the runs. That is the- so funny. The, the funniest part is that the earlier that day, the Yankees had tweeted out their like, opening day hype video, yeah. and the text alongside the video was like, no excuses, talk is cheap. 
Dude. And then Garrett's like, "Well, it started a couple minutes. So I don't know. I wasn't really wasn't ready for." The, oh man, it, it's such a it's such a Garrett thing to do. I had so many people sending me that like the second that that tweet was sent out uh, with that quote. Um, I saw a stat. I, I'm I don't have it in front of me here. Probably should have that. Uh, Rafael Devers is four homers off of Garrett Cole, uh, and there's nobody else who has more than two. So that's something. It's pretty uh, good. Not the largest sample size, but it is something. Yeah, that definitely uh, matters for something. That's why I was rolling, dude. Joey, I'm trying to record as many home runs as possible this year. I think I got eight last year. And opening day, before the Sox even have an out, I already recorded a ding-dong, which is wonderful. Rafael Devers, basically just roll on every at-bat for him. Uh, Again, I think he's going to have 48 home runs this year and lead Major League Baseball. Obviously, off to a hot start. Joey, things went south uh, pretty soon after that. There wasn't much else in that game to be excited about. They get those three yeah. runs. Technically, the Sox scored three runs and no innings. They, they scored three runs with zero out, so three runs and no innings. They got two runs in the next 11 innings, so that was not yeah. ideal. I don't know why that was the game plan, but the bats went cold. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Okay start. Obviously, you expect a little more from him as the season gets going, as it gets a little warmer, he gets into a rhythm. I'm sure he's going to go deeper into games. Came down to Garrett Whitlock uh, going in there for a third inning, and it came down to a DJ LeMayu home run to tie the game that would be gone in none of the other parks in Major League Baseball. So that sucked. Um, I got to say, though, Joey, I, and I want your thoughts mm-hmm. on this. Off the bat, I was thinking that's definitely gone. And then when yeah. it was gone, I was like, all right, that was a legit homer. Did you think after seeing that homer that it would only be gone in Yankee Stadium? That was deceiving. There were, if I'm not mistaken, there were two shots in that game that were The Giancarlo only gone. one only went three feet off the ground. StatCast said that's yeah. never happened before for a home run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it bounced a few times, and they still counted it. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, it's kind of tough, for my eyes anyway, to gauge... Uh, the scale of a ballpark versus an average ballpark when you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's hard for me to really put in perspective what that 314 really looks like versus, you know, a a major league ballpark. Yeah. And the games look so much different. It's weird. Like, the games look... It's going to sound stupid. I'm going to have many stupid thoughts this season. I think this is one of them. The games look so much different live. Like, it just feels so much different. It's a completely different experience. And I got to say, I love being at the games. It's incredible. I'm going to be Oh, at a, dude, we're about to sync up on this, I think. I think I'm, I know where no, you're going. going to be at a ton of games this year. But you miss mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Dude. You miss so a lot of stuff. I'm looking at my notes here. I got notes on all three games. I was at opening day, and then I went home I was there with you. It was three. sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah. I forgot. You were there. Yeah. Uh, my notes for games two and three are way more extensive. Like, I got, you know, stats pulled up. I'm, like, looking at the pitch by pitch. And there, I mean, uh, being at the game is a totally different uh, experience. It's a lot more of the atmosphere and the fun and the the chips and the whatever. Uh, you'll remember I spent very little time in our seat. <laughs> as, what was what was up with that? I meant to ask. What were you doing, bro? I God bless your friends. <laughs> they talked so so much. I was like, and I hadn't had any caffeine that day. I was like, my blood sugar was low. And I was like, I'm like, I'm going to like, I have to get away. I have to be so alone. And so I went and I just stood at the top of the stairs. I like, saw just so you. I could, like, I'm like, watch. what is Joey doing up there? I had to watch the game. Like, I'm a very, like, I don't want to miss a pitch guy or else I like, I feel like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And this dude, I'm standing 
it's kind of hard to explain, but I'm standing in front of absolutely nobody. I'm like in the aisle and I'm in no one's way. It's like a perfect little standing spot. And some dude comes down like over to me, like I'm so far out of this dude's way, Steve. And he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, hey, don't be standing in my way. And I went, <laughs> I gave him like a, oh, we're joking around. And he gave me a, a dead serious face. And I, and I, I just, just stunned. I couldn't get a word out. I was like, is this guy dude for real? Uh, and, but it was kind of cool. It was like my you know, indoctrination into uh, Yankee Stadium a little bit. I got heckled a little bit for standing. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I would assume that from someone that has like socks gear on. Obviously, we're media members, uh, so we're not wearing any any Red Sox paraphernalia. But uh, yeah, my boy, uh, John Jastrzemski. I love JJ. Yeah, he's a, he's a great mm-hmm. friend of mine. He is one of the busiest people in the baseball world. Dude did endless hours of radio on WFAN, is now doing the New York, New York pod for The Ringer. Uh, hadn't seen him in a while. It's wonderful to see him. JJ talks, you know, he can go. Yeah. He's, yeah, he Steve, like Stevie, brother. Guy. Stevie, I got I to gotta tell you, brother. I got to tell you. <laughs> Xander Bogarts, I like this guy. I like this guy, Stevie. Stevie, I like this guy. Oh, this Verdugo kid. I like, hey, I like this Verdugo kid. He, he's big. JJ <laughs> does this thing. My dad does this too. And it's, uh. I, 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 I think it's just a guy thing where you kind of tap the person when, they, when you're saying something. When you're like, hey, I got a point. I'm going to tap you. I got yeah, tapped yeah. about 20 times by JJ. You know what? I respect it. Because he's, he's really? so into it. He's so into the game. And when he has a thought, it's already out of his mouth. The words are already the words are already funneling out. And he's just getting I it out I... into the universe. And then the universe can do whatever it wants with those words. So um, that was something. He brought the energy and then had to oh, do uh, SNY. And then he was on MLB Network. Like, the dude just he, he keeps going. He's the Energizer yeah. Bunny. But, yeah, it was uh, the second half of that game. Really, the last what? The last... 10 innings for the Sox was very unproductive. Um, yeah. You know, once they didn't score in the top of the 11th, you knew the game was over. There's no chance. Yeah. You, know, you got Donaldson coming up for the Yankees to start the bottom of that inning. No chance they weren't going to get a run. So you get the walk-off, and that's mm. cute, but whatever. That should be a walk-off with an asterisk next to it. It's kind of like in hockey yeah. where you score an empty net goal. Sick. That shouldn't count as a real goal. I don't like that. Um, yeah. Let's just talk hockey the rest of the show. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, are you making a hockey reference? What the hell's going on here? I know. Uh, okay. It, just real quick, just to address it real quick, because we could be on it for 30 minutes, and I'm not looking to do that. Yeah. Just like, yay or nay, left or right, wh- where are you on the second base? I love it. I, I love the ghost okay. runner. Yeah, what, what about too. you? Yeah. I, I'm Same camp. Dude next to me, not one of your friends, I don't think. I just, just some dude. Up and down and, oh my God, dude. Almost to the point where I spoke up to a stranger, which takes a lot if you know me. Yeah. Like just, I, I, don't, I don't speak much, period. Uh, but this dude was just... Oh, it's it's cheap, it's fake, and when the Sox scored in the top of the tenth, he's like, "Shoot, that run never would have got in. That run never would have da 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 da." And then, how does the game end, Steve? That's how it ends. On a little blooper and on a ghost, the on ghost a ghost runner, runner on a ball that goes up be, the middle. I wanted to turn to him and be like, "You don't get to celebrate. No, that yeah. run wouldn't have counted, dude." Yeah. If, like I made it makes me so angry. Like what? What would you rather do? You'd rather just like wait for for that to happen. It's it's an even playing field. It's not like you know the home team gets it or something. Yeah. It's just, if anything, it's a little exciting. And a bunch of other sports do things like that. Dude, it's when you get into overtime, kind of everything is out the window. Like, you can have weird rules. It's about ending the damn game. Like, exactly. I, I don't, I don't, when I'm saying overtime, I'm not talking about baseball. I'm like, what an idiot. He thinks it's called overtime. <laughs> when you, when you get into extra innings, Any, it's about yeah, ending anything. the game. 
Yeah. Like, let's go home. And I'm not the guy, mm-hmm. like, honestly, before they had the Ghost Runner, I remember we would talk about, you know, wanting wanting a 20 inning game just because I like weird baseball <laughs> stuff. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. funky baseball stuff. Whoa. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I just think also, if you're going to be the person that's like, oh, we got to speed up the games, we got to speed up the games, but then you're like, oh, the Ghost Runner's not real, it's fake. You can shut right up. You can shut right up because that's, you know, you're contradicting yourself and I hate yeah. you. So don't yeah, do it. I've had enough of that. It's like guy at second. Worst. It's the 10th inning. We've been here for a while. This has been a long game. Let's end it. I, got I don't understand why people don't like that. I don't know. It's more often. I mean, it's it, you have a runner in scoring position. You know, it's exciting. I think it adds it adds something. And I always forget about it. I, 100% <laughs> of the time I forget about it. Me too. So like at top of the 10th, I'm like, wait, when did what did I miss? What's our road what doing on second? Yeah, I was like, oh, who's? When did he even get in the lo- Oh, But, hey, Joey, to that point, this is where being at the game, you kind of forget because you're schmoozing a little bit, you know, talking mm-hmm. with some folks. And and all of a sudden, you're just like, wait a second. What's going Oh, it's the 10th inning. Right, right. Yeah. That Giancarlo strikeout sent it to extras. Uh, Raul's made the last out. He's at second. Anyway, uh, Sox lose the first game. That was yeah. a tough loss. Didn't really. I mean, they were still undefeated in regulation, which is nice. You get to game two. I know you uh, had to head home. You're you're I back did. in uh, in New Hampshire. There, I am trying to schmooze a little bit more before game two. I try to get there a little bit more, uh, a little bit earlier for game My two. Bad. Ended up talking to Haim Bloom for about twenty minutes. Got to say that was that I'm was pretty go. cool. Haim's a great dude, man. I uh, you know mm-hmm. got an interview him a couple times, and he's just he's just as cool as the other side of the pillow. Um, mm. Just a very very chill mild-mannered guy that i just know it's it's comfy when you know this individual knows so much more than me this individual is so much smarter than me i am a dumbo compared to heim bloom so i'm over here just trying to ask normal questions right we're trying to have a nice Mm -hmm. little back and forth and and you just it's funny because like he gets it i'm even bringing up i'm like Dude, we're gonna have you on Inside the Monster and just spend a whole hour talking about Xander Bogart's questions. And <laughs> he's just—he's laughing. He gets it. He understands yeah. that this is like, you know, it's a little give and take, and you got to see yeah. how that goes. So Haim is gonna come on the podcast. Very excited for that. Um, but yeah, game two, game two mm-hmm. again. Oh, real quick, one thing. Uh, this is my gripe of the weekend, by the way. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, jumping right into it. Yankee Stadium uh, mm-hmm. during BP, they have these speakers by the dugouts. Oh my god, that are blaring music everywhere in the stadium it's it's too loud dude and i hate being like the old guy turn it down but like it's so loud and so i'm heim came over to me i was like oh sick now we get to talk this is great because i don't want to bug him i don't like bugging people he's talking to jamai love jamai interviews coming up in about 10 minutes jamai's incredible and awesome interview he's awesome talking to some other folks before the game june lee he's got some great travis scott kicks on put that on the ballpark kicks account by the way give that a follow on instagram then heim comes over you know we're shooting the breeze for a little bit it's like boom 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 and i'm trying to hear what he's saying and the worst is when you gotta nod and be like yeah 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 it's like mm. oh no he just asked mm. me a question i just said yeah 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 to a oh, question no. like damn it so mm-hmm. um yeah yankee stadium figure it out dude you don't uh-huh. need these blaring speakers right by where the guys are standing and hitting. We kind of were joking that yeah. they were doing it intentionally during the Red Sox BP and not during the Yankees BP. That might have been a thing, by the way. Um, Let me tell yeah. you, in, the, in that same vein there, that alarm that they sound when there's two strikes oh and two outs, gosh. that should be illegal, dude. That sounds it's, like a tornado siren. It's I so wouldn't annoying. Be, 
I wouldn't be surprised if like authorities have been alerted by that siren. Yeah, it's it's. I was really. Brutal. I thought we were gonna have to evacuate. It's yeah. I, I hated it, but game two, man, same story, right? You got yeah. early hits, couple runs uh, off of the Alex Verdugo home run. I'm just gonna keep throwing gripes in there. Okay. It's Yankee Stadium. We're Sox guys. Yeah. We're gonna have gripes. All right. Here's another gripe for you. We're sitting out in left field, out there with my girlfriend Elaine and with my boy Zach. And mm-hmm. I love sitting, I, I love te- checking out different parts of the park throughout the season. You know, like getting different vantage points. I do it at Fenway. I do it at road parks. It's a lot of fun. Mix it up. A fresh environment. It's good for you, kid. It's good for you. So I'm in left field. We're in like the lower section there by Alex Verdugo. I'm telling you, Joey, it, the starter the starter kit for the Yankee fan, you got to be 23 yeah, years yeah. old. You got to have the Derek Jeter jersey all unbuttoned. You got to have the chain in the middle. And you got to have the dumbest chirps I've ever heard. Like, if you can have a good chirp to Verdugo, funny. This kid in front of me, you know, there's always that one guy, Joey. We're talking, about, we're talking about guineas here. We're talking about Italians. There's always that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about gindaloons. You can say it. There's always, the Joey. There's always that one guy. Oh, you're like, I'm Joey Capone. What do you want me to say? There's always that one guy around in your section. I, I came up with this theory last year, and it has proven me right every series I go to. There's always that one dude in your section that thinks he's the entertainment for the night. Shut up. Shut up. I am so sick of that guy. And every game you go to, call him out. You know, Call him out this year, guys. Everyone listening? Call that dude out. I've had enough. Because this is dude sitting in front of us. Verdugo, you can't read. That sucks. Verdugo, what? you can't read. Verdugo, get a get a bigger glove. What are you What are you doing? What? Like I, I don't. What? I'd rather you do Verdugo sucks or something. Like what are you yeah. even? Even though that's a, a blatant girl. lie. Like I drove me nuts. No no creativity yeah. from the chirps. These clowns, man, they're all over the park. You can't you can't avoid them. But whatever. It is what it is. That's what Yankee Stadium is now. Uh, but I thought it was funny, though. Dudes, Verdugo's getting chirped all first inning. He's hearing it all. And he's, he's kind of nodding. He understands. Like, this is what it's like at Yankee Stadium. I like that. He feeds into it. Dude hits a bomb. And rounded second base points out to the fans there. I love that. That's what so we that should be guy. having. That was your guy you think he was pointing to? What's up? No, it was it, no, that, everyone. A lot of people were chirping. I'm, I'm just saying the dude in front uh-huh. of me was the one that had zero cre- creativity, but was really uh, yeah, loud. Yeah. That's a tough combo. Oh, so if, was, you're, if you're loud and you suck. He was joining in on other chirps. It wasn't even his own chirps. No, it's his own chirps, but they sucked. But Yeah, but I'm saying he didn't start yelling at Verdugo. He saw other people yelling. He was like, oh, I got something too. Uh, no, 100%. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, he basically was like, hey, guys, check this out. I'm going to be funny. Look at oh, me. I'm going to be. No, you suck. Dad. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. But I thought it was hilarious. Verdugo points out to him after hitting the bomb. I didn't think it was yeah. hilarious that the Red Sox only had two hits the rest of the game. <laughs> that was no. not ideal. No, 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 no. So, so I got a, I got a couple things on this game. Uh, yeah. One of them was that the broadcast had no clue what was going on with the Verdugo thing. They talked about it for a while. They kept showing the replay of it. They're like, he's mad about something in the outfield, or maybe he has family out there. Like, he's getting he's getting it, chirped, and that, that's a yeah. that's kind of a known thing that that happened all last season. Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty clear. It looked like an angry point, like a yeah, how do you like that kind of yeah. point? Um, but also, real quick on that, it's not Verdugo yeah. can take the hits. Like he can. Mm. People were saying some. He was brutal. giving it back. If anything, people were that's saying kind of some. Br- back. People were mentioning family and stuff. Like you know, Not that, that I I got on. no time Get for that. But like that. he's eating it. He's eating it out there because yeah. he knows that's what it's like. 
And so, you know, when he hits the bomb, he points out there. That's good to me, Joey. I like that back yeah. and forth. Like, hey, I just hit that to the second deck. How do you like them apples? I like that. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. I, I don't think that's a showing that he can't take it. If anything, that's showing that he can't. That he's willing to give he it back. He can give it. And like, I like play that. around a little bit. Like we've seen him before. Remember, uh, gosh, was it last year? He like he had a, a bit of a relationship going with a fan. Like he yes. like would like. It was, he, was he was mic'd up. Fan. He gave a fan a ball, fist bump. I think there was yeah. an, a, a little bit of an altercation with a fan last year. Somebody probably crossed well, the line. Sure. And somebody yeah, yeah, really yeah. must have said something brutal because I heard some pretty nasty stuff out there. So it's like oh. last year somebody must have really been like. Oh, I, th I thought you were talking about when he got hit with the ball. That's what it was. Right. Here I am yeah. misremembering. Okay. He got hit with the ball. That's right. Yeah, sure did. And that's then they, right. they paused the game for a little bit. Joey, that's a good point. I stand corrected. Right. So it obviously makes sense. Yeah, he can take worms. He can he can take words rather. He can take worms. Yeah. That makes he sense. He can take worms. <laughs> <laughs> he can eat a lot of worms. All right, couple couple other quick little notes here. I wanted to run through here with you on game two. Yep. Uh, was Severino quick pitching, or does he work way faster than I remember? Was he, uh, he works way you? faster than I'm trying to record some of these pitches, and I didn't have enough time. He works quick. He works very quick. Uh, other thing, uh, Devers antics all time high. I'm loving it. Yeah, he did like a. a he did one of these things that Kike did um, last night in game three as well, where gets a bad call at the plate and does like the fast squat. Yeah. That like, oh, you got to be kidding me squat, which is something only a real athlete can do. Like, can you imagine getting so mad that you squat really quick? No, I can't. No. My thighs would, my quads would explode. Um, but yeah, I, I love seeing Devers antics picking up. I absolutely love that. Um the other notable thing from this game I uh, got to bring up is Joey Gallo. Holy cow. Your friend um, at game one, Yankees fan, not a Gallo fan. Oh, JJ hates Gallo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gallo Stevie, let me tell you, this Gallo, Gallo sucks. Gallo sucks, Stevie. <laughs> he sucks. I hate him. Yeah. Get him off my team. Uh, he had two beautiful, beautiful moments if you're a Sox fan um, or if you're JJ trying to seek validation on uh, on his opinion. Yeah. Um, first of all, the story hit on the Gallo, like Gallo fumbled it and just really beefed it. Like it was, he just missed his glove. He was got there, didn't get the ball. Kind of tough that that and, story's first hit, right? I know. <laughs> like that thing looked about as ugly as could be. But hey, take it a hit when you can get it. could have been an error. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it was an inning, maybe two later, he tested JBJ's arm. I know. What are we doing? And Rounded he's looking first. right at him. He's looking right at him. It's not like JBJ's like in the corner and he can't see him. He's looking right at him in right field. It's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go to second. You're out by a mile. Later by. It was like 12 feet. It, it wasn't was even close. so far. Yeah. He, I mean, he was still rounding first when JBJ was picking up the ball. I don't know what he was thinking, but that was absolutely laugh out loud funny. Uh, and I was thinking of JJ while that happened. Yeah, last thoughts um, on game two. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is built for that park, man. He's built for oh, yeah. the little rainbow shots to right. I like Rizzo, too, which sucks when he re-signed. Like, damn it. Uh, Giancarlo, I, for a guy that can hit, like, 800-foot homers, I'm not scared when he comes up. Like, I know he got Pavetta there. Not mm -hmm. a terrible start by Pavetta, by the way. A couple mistakes, and that was it. Um, you know, a few walks, too. Got to clean that up a little bit, but... When Stanton gets him, you just know. Outside of that, that opening day one obviously barely got out, but he doesn't hit a lot of cheapies, man. He he really no. he really gets no. him. When he gets him, they go, and you know. But he also, one of the worst swings I've ever seen in my life, Dude, an opening yeah. day against Robles, <laughs> like five feet in front of the plate. Stanton does this thing that if I was, uh, I, I'm not even going to say these words, if I was a fan of the team he played for, um, uh -huh. I would be furious. Where like he 
decides if he's going to swing before the pitch. Don't do that. If you're guess 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 about a pitch, fine. Try to guess a pitch. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. But he's like he has pitches where he's like, I'm just going to swing. I don't, I don't care where <laughs> it is. And like Robles threw it in yeah. the dirt, and he's just he swung and missed it by eight miles. Like it's really like, annoying. I lo- no, I love to- it, but it's got to be annoying for uh, Yankee fans. <laughs> yeah, I, in a, the opposite vein, though, there are hits that he gets where he's definitely deciding to swing when the ball's 15 feet from him. I know. You know? I know. There are hits, like, he gets, like, stand-up doubles with, like, bat on his shoulder until he realizes, like, oh, yeah, that's, like, that's heat low and in. That's where I like it. Yeah, I guess I'll... And just swords it yeah. into the gap. It's absolutely crazy. It's like he uh, sometimes decides to make up his mind. Sometimes it's like, I'll wait till like, the last possible <laughs> moment. He's got fast... Fast hands, dude. He's got very he's a, fast he's hands. He's fun to watch. I hate and to he's say just, it, but. I mean, the dude's a specimen. He doesn't look like yeah. a baseball player. Like, he just looks like he's from a different generation, different He hardly planet. looks human. He doesn't look human. He really doesn't. No. And his stance doesn't either. His stance kind of looks like when you're doing the create a player and they give you mm-hmm. all the stance options and you keep scrolling and you're just yep. looking for something <laughs> that looks weird. And it's like, oh, okay, let's have the thing where the left foot is basically touching the plate. My right foot is in the dugout, and I yeah. just swing right through it. Like, it's bizarre, but uh, it works for him, you know? Uh, Giancarlo had a all-time Giancarlo game in game one. One for yeah. five, four strikeouts, and one home run. That's basically what he does. So, is what it is. Yeah. When he came up tonight in a couple spots, I was a little bit worried, but... Game three, Joey. Game three of the series. Sox needed to win. The Sox won. Uh, It was the same exact story, same song and dance. And, and, you know, I was back in Boston for this one. And again, it's, you know, I'm going to save what I was most upset about tonight for my closing thought because, my goodness, was I very upset. But it's different watching on TV, right? You pick up on more things. And Mm -hmm. I'm watching this game. And immediately in the first inning, and I tweeted about it, I'm like, this better not be the same movie. We better not be watching the same thing again, where you score early, the bats go silent. Guess what, Joey? It happened again for the third straight game. The Sox mm-hmm. scored early, and then the bats went silent. But a huge shout-out to a couple of guys. The two biggest shout-outs tonight go to Bobby Dahlbeck and mm-hmm. Jake Diekman. All right? Dahlbeck Hell with yeah. the enormous homer. Bobby, as he's known to do here and there, he had some Ks in the in the series, and he's, you know, I'm sure trying to sift through that and get that K number down this year. Huge homer. Needed a homer there, needed a run, needed anything there. Uh, and he he knocks one out of the old ball yard. Couldn't believe the score honestly stayed there. I, I was stunned I that it stayed four to three. Tanner Houck was grinding it out. He had to mm. grind out that start, man. It was a little tough to watch. Houck is a roller coaster, man, because I love him. I think mm. his uh, the movement on the balls is nuts. His slider, especially the deception he has with it, is filthy. The location was all over the place. You know, plunking guys, walking guys, loading up the bases. A couple of huge double plays tonight uh, for the Sox, so no complaints there. I mm. have never been less intimidated by a Yankee player than Aaron Hicks. Aaron Anytime Hicks, Aaron Hicks comes in to the plate... <laughs> It, when he steps into the box, I'm like, all right, well, you're going to be out. Bases were loaded. I'm like, here comes a double play. Boom, double play. So yep. Tanner Houck grinded through it. Out, uh, Christian Arroyo's first start in right field gave it his all. He had a couple of balls yeah. that were just tough to get to, one by the wall, one by the line, uh, made a good catch late in the game, and, and Arroyo's going to get more used to that. And as we've talked about on this show, we're a very pro Christian Arroyo show, and, and we're excited for him to be the versatile guy on this team. Yeah, the fact that he even got to that one that went down the line said something. I mean, he took a great road to it. He just just missed it on the slide. Um, yeah. not, not much you can do about that there. Uh, I did want to say one thing about Hauk. 
Um, so I don't have numbers again, uh, sensing a pattern. Um, but how came into tonight only throwing his sinker 17% of the time? I feel like he was throwing that a lot more tonight, and I loved watching it. Like the yeah. the movement on that thing is is crazy. I hope that he's like working that into his repertoire a little bit more. Uh, I think he got like two uh, swinging strikeouts on that. So he uh, owned Donaldson to tonight. John, JD looks yeah. all sorts of lost uh, against Tanner. So might be a guy that he just has his number, which is good, obviously, with the amount of times that you face the Yankees. But yeah, Tanner Houck, I mean, this is, you know, this is kind of what we know of Tanner Houck. There's going to be uh, probably a lot of ups and downs during these starts. I feel like just playing the eye test. Guy gets out of jams. A lot of times he yeah. finds his way out of these situations. So he can get on them for loading the bases, for getting guys on. A lot of ducks on the pond, but a lot of times he finds his way out of it. So can't get too upset at him. Um, yeah. Hey, five and two-thirds scoreless innings from the bullpen. We talk a lot about the hey. bullpen. I can't really blame the bullpen much you know, for how this series went. They really held their own, uh, considering that everyone's saying the bullpen's terrible. Like I, I think they held their own, and it's... A lot of times it's going to come down to the starters getting deep enough into games, which as it gets warmer, as these guys have more starts under their belt, it's going to happen. So I, I'm glad, Joey, I'm extremely thankful that they got a win. If they got yeah. swept again to start the season like the Orioles won last year, that would have been devastating. Yeah, no, that that would have been a tough one to swallow. Um, how, what what do you think about Diekman staying there? Did you like? Did you get the closer vibe from Jake Diekman tonight? Um, I mean, Monday night, hard to say, hard to say you didn't. Right. I I don't think right now, Cora obviously is sitting there thinking, I don't have a closer. I don't have a go-to closer or a guy that I can guarantee is going to shut the game down. I like Diekman, man. I like the addition. And I'm basing a lot of that off of when he would face the Red Sox and he would make Sox guys look foolish. And he comes over here, makes... Judge look foolish. Makes Stanton look foolish. Gallo, strike three. To yeah. strike all those guys out was like, boom, have a nice yeah. night. We're winning the, the last game of the series. We're winning Sunday Night Baseball late a bye. 4-3 is enough of a lead. It's all we needed. Like, even though, let's yeah. be honest, Joey. It never felt like it. No, when Bobby hit that homer, I'm like, hey, that's nice, but no chance this is going to be the final score. Luckily, it yeah. was. Sox get out of there with a win. Uh, big hat tip to Jake Diekman. That was enormous. Needed it. Needed it badly. Like we were just talking about the bullpen, like really not being to blame in any of these games. I mean, Whitlock was into his third inning, gave up one bomb, like whatever. That doesn't concern me. Uh, do you know more than I do about Matt Barnes? Uh, no, I, I don't. I'm basing off of what AC is saying, and apparently mm-hmm. he might go to the IL. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. I would love to uh, figure that out, but no, not overly sure what's going on there. But um yeah, I mean, it was, dude, they grinded through. They grinded through. Brazier comes in, two-thirds, no runs. Cutter Crawford with a nice yeah. cutter, which is so cute, Joey. Love to see that. His God-given name, by the way. It's not a nickname. I'm telling you, it's crazy. So all those people with Mookie Betts jerseys now, you're a Cutter Crawford <laughs> guy, all right? Saw a lot of 50 jerseys at Yankee Stadium. You love Cutter Crawford. You don't have a choice. If you're going to wear that jersey, you're a Cutter Crawford guy now. So two innings. Guy. Four hits, three Ks, no runs. He gets the W, which is nice. Strom gets the hold. Robles gets the hold. And Diekman. Get, we need, I feel like we need a nickname for Jake Diekman. JD, Diekman already JD sounds sucks. like a nickname. Yeah, D, yeah, Diekman already sounds. Big D? I don't, I just no, like big D, D, no, I don't big know. D stinks. I like Diekman. Yeah, I like yeah, Diekman. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Deeker, but that almost oh, that sounds like Beaker from the Muppets, and yeah, he's the not really Deekster, a guy you want to Deaconator, man. Uh, the it was very impressive ninth inning. Red Sox yeah. get out of there with the W. Any other uh, uh, closing thoughts on the opening series? I got a couple New York trip uh, recap mm-hmm. things, but closing thoughts. Uh, Bob has 34 home runs in his first 159 games with the Sox. That's the third most home runs in Sox history in their first 162 games. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Another mm-hmm. closing thought on this series uh, wasn't on the field. It was that Garrett Whitlock signed an extension with the Boston Red Sox. Love to see that. It is a four-year extension with clubs op- club options for 27 and 28. Uh it's. I mean, that's. I want Whitlock here forever, and it's really hard to get on yeah. him for game one. Cora puts him out there for a third inning. Well, I'm going to be very interested, man. Talk about storylines that I'm very interested in and really following closely this year. Garrett Whitlock and how they use him might be number one. I really think it's right at the top of the list. The money he got in this deal maybe entails that he'll become a starter. Heim very strategically kind of dances around it a little bit. He acknowledges it that they they got him as a starter. And that he became the ultimate reliever last year, but mm-hmm. as long you know, longer the season goes on, I would not count out that Garrett Whitlock becomes a starter on this team. That's a very interesting storyline to follow. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's out of the question. And like, I mean, Heim is Heim as far as money goes. So I mean, is he you know signing him as a reliever, using him as a starter down the line? Could very well be the plan. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. Red Sox take one out of three. Obviously, you want them to win the series. They get a W. They didn't get swept. Needed that. Couple things on swept. the on the New York trip, Joey. Real quick, yep. we go to yep. the Hard Rock Cafe on Thursday. For oh when my that- goodness gracious! <laughs> this was so funny, dude. This was this was a, a sitcom moment. Couldn't believe this. Real quick, before I say this, I know a lot of people were asking, was Joey wearing the costume I made him wear? For opening day, I forgot to get batteries for it. This costume requires batteries, so we're going to have him wear this losing mini golf punishment costume on Fenway opening day on Friday. So get excited for that. But we go to the Hard Rock Cafe. It's connected to Yankee Stadium. And I knew, Joey, I knew right when I saw the owner of this place that was also seating us, and I just assume he's the owner, that he's your typical... Been a Yankee fan for a while. Oh, who are these Boston guys? Oh, get these guys out of here. We can't have Red Sox fans in here. So we walk in. He you asks where we're that from. Guy had, that guy should have had tattooed across his chest. I'm just busting your balls. Yeah, I mean, he might that as well. Would, that seems like his tagline. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. We walk in. You know, he asks where we're from. He's from Boston. He goes outside and says, security, get him. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'll give you one. Maybe even two, Joey. Maybe I give you two. Mm-hmm. The entire time we're having lunch there, he keeps coming over saying all this stuff of like, oh, God, get a load of these guys over here. Look at this order, huh? These Boston guys. All right, dude, we get it. Then he, here I think we're done, right? I'm like, we're having our food. We're done. He takes the mic out, which I didn't you know. You are signing the check at this moment saying, I can't wait to get out of here. I know. And then all of a sudden I hear like a, like, you know, one of these tap the mic things. I'm like, oh my God, let, let me, let me let you know. Let me let you know. There's only like eight people in this place. It's the I rain know. out day. Nobody's there. They have more servers than people, customers that are there. Guy takes the mic to the restaurant, which I didn't even know that, that would, that's a thing. And he's like, 
Ladies and gentlemen, just want to let you know there are Red Sox fans at table 11. Like, as if the customers know what table 11 is. Anyway, yeah, no, I thought that too. They're like, <laughs> like they're all going to turn to yeah, us. Boo. I'm like, are we done here? Can we, can we leave? Like, what are we doing? I mean, he's a hey, nice enough guy. Shook yeah. his hand afterwards. He gave me his card. But I'm telling you, Joey, the whole Sox-Yankees thing is so, like, it's it's like we're mocking it now. It's not as authentic as it used to be. I remember going to the old Yankee Stadium in 2004. Dad brought us to the uh, Game 2, the Who's Your Daddy game, Pedro on the mound, people spitting at us, people throwing stuff at us. I'm 14 years old. I'm hearing swears I've never heard before. I miss that. I miss mm-hmm. that authentic energy that wasn't BS. Now you go there like, oh, look, you're a Sox fan, boo. You know, throw oh, the middle finger. You would have mozzarella sticks. Uh, it's so fake. The dude next to was yeah, like, oh, no, go totally. back to the Boston Tea Party. What does that even mean? What? What? what is, I didn't hear that. That's insane. It doesn't That's make insane. any I wish I heard that. It doesn't even make sense. Like, I, uh, he's just <laughs> thinking of a Boston thing and saying, go back to it. I don't know. So basically. Boston Massacre. <laughs> you go back. <laughs> The whole like, oh go pack your cut just 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 go oh get my out of my face go home gracious. is where you should go but anyway our rock cafe guy that was interesting our umbrella yeah. hats were a big hit Joey people love those clearly by big hit I mean yes. we got uh, ignored by every single New Yorker walking by us nobody cared whatsoever yeah that was tough no. I'm not overly surprised because they don't want anything it was raining you know they don't want that yeah so yeah no I mean I get it but also I mean. It was one of those things where we didn't think about that ahead of time, and we were there trying to get content, and then we're like, well, of course this makes sense. Of course they wouldn't want to talk to us right now. It's raining outside. Why would you stop and talk to a guy with an umbrella hat on? Yeah. No, it all it all adds up. As you guys already know, we did the food revu uh, on the old TikTok and Instagram, and uh, the chicken fingers are whatever. We already know there's no honey mustard at Yankee Stadium. It's not like I'm overly surprised by that. I was thinking maybe, Joey, maybe this year they'll have honey mustard. They don't because they're dopes. They it's still a barbecue sauce, so again, that's why I'm not yelling right now. And it was all right. That was decent. But again, Yankee Stadium, figure it out. Get honey mustard. The dude wearing the Babe Ruth half Yankees, oh, half Red goodness. Sox jersey. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Pick one. What was that? Like, yeah, what are we doing, John Joey? Boy. Talk about John Boy, eh? I Think know. That, John buddy. Boy, listen tag. up, guys. And I know it's always, you know, it's, it's not them running that account, but it's like right, 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 just right. a tag. A tag would have been nice instead of the Wow Wow West just stealing photos and acting like it's yours. That would have been sick. Um, but yeah, I saw that dude and I was like, got to take a picture of this. It's just what a dumb jersey. If you're doing the half and half jersey thing and you're not mm-hmm. like the mom of two of the players, then like don't do it. Don't. If, anytime like a, I, like, I like the Kelsey. Few. There's a few. Yeah. The Kelsey boys, right? In the NFL. Yeah. The mm-hmm. mom has a half and half jersey. Hey, Joey, that's cute. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, that's that, that's great. I think. I think you can even do like, um, let's say like you're a fan of a team that's had like a legend. Like let's say like I don't know, like Miggy went to the Dodgers this year mm. just to try to win one, you know. And you're a Tigers fan. I think that's okay. I think it plays. Yeah, I think that's okay. Like that kind of hey, he's like our guy, but he's here for right now. Stafford is a great example. Matt Stafford Who? was a great example. Oh yeah, yeah, Dude yeah. Goes to the Rams and all of a sudden, like I, I think a lot of people in Detroit had like. Detroit Rams shirts. And is it weird? Yeah. Yes. But Boston threw a parade for Ray Bork when he won with the uh, Avalanche. So weird things happen when you're desperate for a title. I get it. But if you're a Yankee mm. fan wearing a half Yankees, half Babe Ruth jersey. Also, Joey, Knocked same off. energy are the rivalry hats. 
where they have the Yankees and yes. Red Sox logo on them. Stop, stop wearing those. That's a bigger one to me where I'm like, what, what team are you on? Yeah. You Dude know? in front of us, and we're in you know a nice suite for opening day. It was great. Dude in front of us is wearing this the rivalry with the Yankee and Red Sox logo, and he's a big Yankee fan. Don't do that. Yeah, I think you look like a goof. But anyway, uh, the judge quote was interesting. The Aaron Judge quote, he's like, they didn't get a deal done. He's like, hey, after this season, I'll be talking to all 30 teams. I'm like, ooh. Crazy. Because, I mean, the last thing we heard from him was, I'm going to be a Yankee for life. Yep. And then, hey, I don't mind talking to all 30 teams and getting, you know, getting what I got to get. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. If I'm a Yankee fan, I'm not feeling too great about that. I, I brought that up with Haim, the Cashman line. Of yeah, how yeah. you know he how we mentioned the numbers, mm-hmm. and Jaime had this look, and his I just I just knew I just mm-hmm. I knew for a fact that that man would never Jaime would never say what the the contract the, the, the private talks. Are you kidding me? And then Judge came out and said, "Like hey, I'm not stoked that those numbers," which came he out. shouldn't be. I know, and it's obvious who the finger. It, to where to point the finger, you know? Yeah. It's not like, oh, it, it leaked and I'm not happy that it leaked. No, the GM or whatever made-up title he has got up and said, yeah, uh, this is the offer that we gave him. Crazy. Dude, it's great for us. Crazy. I, I didn't think – I saw the Aaron Judge quote. I'm like, yikes. He's like, yeah, I'll be a free agent. I'll talk to the Yankees as much as I talk to the Marlins. <laughs> like, it's, I, That's essentially what he's saying when he's saying I'll, I'm talking to all the teams. Like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And especially on opening day. He says that yeah. after opening day, I'm like, yes, more, Aaron, more. Yes. Say more things like this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, last thought on New York, Prince Street Pizza's the GOAT, man. I love Prince Street Pizza. I'm not ashamed to say I got it three times this weekend. <laughs> um, it was. I am really fat right now. I got I to gotta eat a little less, make sure this head gets a little uh, not as big. Um, but yeah, it was fun weekend. Got to see a lot Great of friends weekend. I haven't seen in a while. Lived in New York for a long time. And... Um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable, and the Sox got a yeah. win. Unfortunately, we've only seen Red Sox losses so far this year, but that that'll change. We haven't. We weren't at the win. Neither, we were at. Uh, neither of us were at the game. We were at neither of us the win. <laughs> yep, perfect words. Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm really glad we're talking about pizza right now. It's not making me want to uh, uh, lose my dinner now. Um, in regards to New York City, I'm going to tease something that you guys are not going to get today. Might be a little bit. Okay. You all right if I tease this? Oh, yeah. I thought you were teasing your final thought or something. No, I was just teasing uh, the New York story. Oh, oh, okay. So that, that was the te- was that the tease? No, no, no. I'm about to. I'm about to tease it. All right. This is you the tease the of the tease. You have the floor for tease. I got a little story about New York. We'll tell it maybe off the podcast, maybe over on YouTube. I've heard of it. And because uh, it's it's a long story. Imagine if someone hasn't, hasn't heard, heard of YouTube yet. I may or may not have saved the dude's life. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. That's, that's a all tease. I'm say. Yeah, uh, but actually, it's a it's a wild story. I'm very stoked to tell you. I want to tell you soon, but I definitely want uh, to put it on our YouTube or something. So we'll we'll schedule that out on a night where um, my insides want to stay on my insides. That's fair. Not yeah. Mm-hmm. The, this story does not deserve a flu game. The, this story deserves the no. full attention of one Joey Capone. Uh, so, yeah, getting swept in the Bronx would have been brutal. Sox gutted it out and got a huge win onto Detroit. We go. Joey, we have a big interview coming up here. It is with one Jamai Webster, the sideline reporter for Nesson for the Boston Red Sox Baseball Club 
Love Jemai, great dude. He has always been nice to me. I have always been nice to him. Got to meet him in 2018 uh, during that playoff run, honestly, when I don't know if you remember, but they won the big one, Joey, in 2018. It was sick. The American League Championship? Yep, that they got the AL rings. Do you think they get AL nice. rings when you win the World Series? Do you get both rings? I don't know, dude. I want to have a conversation with you one day about this whole. Oh, we'll save that. Yeah, thing. the ring. Yeah, the but, ring for not yeah. winning the whole damn thing is stupid. But we'll we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, without further ado, here is our interview with Jemai Webster. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all righty we are here fenway south this is an interview personally i've been wanting to do for a long time i know i talked with this man last year and it was phenomenal on wei we're here with jemai webster jemai thank you for joining us uh, anyone that doesn't know who Jemai is, you're an idiot. He's the sideline guy. <laughs> You'd be for... surprised, actually. Really? Yes. What? That's How so? How, yeah, you're like, we. Uh, do you have time? He's like, yeah, yeah. I've talked about this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're with Jemai, and you know, first off, first things first, and it, this is because I don't know. I want to know more of the Jemai backstory because yeah. I know Ness and Jemai. I we met probably in 2018. I look back at those photos during the lockout because I needed something to like pump me up. Me, you, Emerson took a great shot by the oh, dugout, that's right. and I it's was like, "This, this is a good time. This is these are the good times." Trying to bring bring back those vibes. But how did you get to you know up until you got that Nesson job? What led up to that? Man, bro, it was uh, first off. Thanks for having me. Yeah, guys. of course. Yeah, it certainly course. feels great to be here and be chatting in person. I know we tried to do it before, but glad things worked out this time. But. Yeah. Uh, it's been a grind, man. Just the TV journey, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be involved in it. And you don't really – I liken it to baseball, actually. It's kind of the same track. You know yeah. what I mean? You start in the small market. You're in, like, low A, single A. You start working your way on up to finally get to a big league job or a big league market. For me, that journey began in College Station, Texas. Okay. So a lot of po- folks who might not be familiar, that's where Texas A&M is. And uh, actually, Michael Walker pitched there. Okay. Uh, a couple years after I left, he joined nice. uh, the club over there. But I started in College Station, Texas, and was just grinding as what we call in the in the business as a one-man band. Like, you do everything. You shoot, you edit, 
you do the interviews and then you got to go on camera and you know present the story yeah uh, as so, you're gassed exactly the, yeah. exactly and for anybody thinking about getting in tv it was not glamorous the money was not great yeah. i'll just tell you right now yeah i was below the poverty line making uh nineteen thousand dollars a year okay Sheesh. in 2008 working in texas but you know it was chasing a dream right yeah of course so i went after it did that a year there and then i got promoted to the weekend anchor at our satellite station, which was basically like the main hub, mm-hmm. um, which was in Waco, Texas, about an hour and a half north of there. So I'm covering Baylor University uh, at the time. That the one big leaguer that we really were like following was with the Texas Rangers, David Murphy, who was drafted by the Red Sox. Yes, played for the Wareham <laughs> Gateman. Exactly, yeah, he's a Cape League guy. Right. So uh, followed him and got a taste of a uh, little bit of Major League Baseball following his journey and his career a little bit, but enjoyed my time up there too, covering all sports, working in local news. And then um, after a couple years, and I, by the way, I got promoted to be the weekend anchor up there, Okay, which was basically me, you know, doing the sports cast on the weekends because my boss had gotten fired okay. uh, because he uh, had one too many accidents. He crashed the car, actually. <laughs> Jeez. So, you know, small markets, you, I told you what my salary was. Yeah. So, you know, you can't keep repairing equipment and cars, especially. No, so oh, there's no. a company car. Yeah, he crashed oh, the company okay. car. That's That's a company. So no, one, no. one too many out. times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> he got fired, so the weekend got moved up. I moved up to the weekend position, and we hired somebody to take my spot down in College Station. Okay. So a couple years there and just kind of getting better at TV and getting comfortable. And uh, then I moved to Hawaii after that. And Is I, that how it's pronounced? Is it Hawaii? Hawaii. I okay. mean, the natives say Hawaii. Hawaii. You know I mean? Okay. But since I'm, I just wanted to learn a new thing. Today, I feel so like I I'm a local it. boy, you know, okay. a little bit, you know, local yeah. kind. Speak a little pigeon around here, but uh, uh, Hawaii. That's how I, I pronounce it. And um, I was there for four years, and it was man, it was the greatest time of my career. Really, like mm. so much professional, personal growth. Yeah. Um, and really enjoyed my time there. Then I went to Denver. I was there for two years, and covered, you know. The Broncos winning the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, okay. Ooh, 2014 okay. to 16. I was going to say, it must have been a good gig to bring you back to the mainland from Hawaii. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, from yeah. Hawaii, Big time. Hawaii. 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 Come yep. on. Come Jeez. on. Jeez. Yeah, I just <laughs> heard it. In one ear, out the other. Figure it out. Exactly. So uh, went to Denver, there for a couple years, covered the Broncos winning the Super Bowl. Rockies were actually a decent team. Actually, one Trevor Story was a rookie my last year in 2016. Okay. He got called up. Really brought a spark to that squad who had Troy Tulowitzki, Carlos Gonzalez, uh, DJ LeMayhew, Nolan oh. Arenado. I mean, talk about studs. Studs, I mean, guys absolutely. Guys were legit. Yeah. And they were young and up-and-comers. You know, they're part of uh, their rebuild, which seems to be perpetual with that yeah. franchise. Constant. But, uh, left there after two seasons, had a really great time, and then got to Boston 2016. So we probably actually met in 2017. Likely, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, man, and the, the rest is history. So Not exactly. This is a big long uh, question, and I had to go through it all. No, I mean, it, I mean, let, let, let's be real. Hey, sum up your whole life up until yeah, you got the exactly. Nesson job. That's a big question, exactly. but I, I wanted to set that stage. First off, because I I want to know more about it. But secondly, that's obviously an enormous journey. I feel like a lot of yeah. people are super curious about it because like they see you on right. TV now and they think, oh, I want to do that. I'm like, listen up. <laughs> a lot a lot of people want to do that, but it's a grind and a half just to get the chance right, exactly. to be able to do so that. Those, so those are the receipts, man. Exactly. They, there they are. <laughs> they are now in recording. But from from that you know point, obviously you're at Nesson, you're doing news. Uh, I was at Nesson before. You do a lot of stuff. Obviously, I wasn't yeah, I, I wasn't a host. <laughs> you know, I wasn't as cool as you as a PA. But still, you're you're in charge of a lot of stuff. And when you're going out to shoot. A lot of times, I would assume with Stevie D, I'm assuming right. you did a lot of stuff with him early on. Um, but still, it's 
it's a constant grind, but then you get, we're fast forwarding a little bit, you get the sideline gig. You get the Sox gig. What's the first reaction when you knew you were the guy? I mean, this might sound crazy, but there wasn't much excitement there. What's, to be what? honest, and I'm going to tell you why. Hold okay. on. That was just a little soundbite. You could tease that <laughs> later on in the show. See, it's always great interviewing someone that understands how teases work. It's just like, I'm going to set you up with some teases. card for you. Exactly. There was not much excitement because... I hated it. <laughs> when I was brought on in 2016 in the fall, it was actually Big Poppy's last season with the yes, Red Sox. Yes, yes. So I started in October, October 20th. Okay. 21st, excuse me. 2016 was my first day at Nesson. And... And signing the contract and coming up with like terms and all that stuff, in my deal it said host slash sideline reporter. So like that was something that they discussed with me, knowing that it would be my job in some capacities. Mm-hmm. So from when I the point I walked in the door that that fall into the off season, I did my first spring training games here at the Red Sox um, in the spring of 2017. So just that was like my taste of it. You know, initially I was supposed to just do like 30 games. Mm-hmm. And you know, just be there on a feeling basis because, as you mentioned, it's a it's a hell of a grind, man. Oh, of I course, mean, it's crazy, especially baseball. I mean, right? Come on. Yeah, every single day, man. The same thing. It's like Groundhog Day, but then you know, different things come up. But I was supposed to kind of just put my feet in the water, get a little taste. Yeah, that spring and do about thirty games was was the thing. But my predecessor had a couple injuries, and you know, she went down for a while. That was a, that was a whole thing, right? Yeah. So there was like some medical situation going on, and they're like, hey. You know, I mean, I had plans and everything. Like, I was supposed to take trips and stuff. They're like, cancel everything. I don't know what's going to happen, but we need you to do this. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing, like, 80 games or something ridiculous. I know. I remember that. Of the 162, and I was not prepared mentally to do all that anything. A lot you know? of travel, too. So much travel. Like, I went out to the West Coast, came back. I mean, amazing times because, as we, we pointed out in my career, like, this is an experience that I never had. So no, like, I know. You know, flying with the guys on the team charter, top flight hotels, everything is amazing. Feel like a big leaguer. Yeah, of course. And uh, but it was just like it was just like a shock, you know. Yeah. Uh, and to back to backtrack a little bit, like I got two kids, right? Mm. So my daughter Young. was born in January yep, of yep, that year. Yeah, yeah. So like not being home and just like not being a part of that experience a little bit, it was kind of frustrating um, at the time as well. And then my wife was getting pissed, you know. So she was <laughs> like, "Dude, what the hell is wrong with this situation?" Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, the plans, hey, right? Uh, yeah. Just not expecting. Like you can of plan course. your life. We talk about. I mean, it's one of those buzzwords now in 2022: work-life balance. Oh, mm-hmm. like that's something a lot of people talk about. And really, I had none. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I say it wasn't necessarily excited because I had done it before, but I was getting my opportunity to do it on a full-time basis yeah. last mm-hmm. year. So. Uh, and that was also coming off a pandemic, which I didn't know what, what it was going to be. Was it mm. was it going to be travel? Was it going to be an opportunity to really do the job? So that was part of my uh, initial response. But um, I may be breaking some news here, but I guess you know the plan is now to get back on the road. Yeah. Okay. And uh, to be able to do the gig and do it how I did it when I first started. So um, the excitement is back. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, awesome. And I'm ready to go. Yeah. So I know you're saying you got like a better better feel for the work life balance now, but I imagine it's a job that is inherently tough to find that. And um, and there's probably a lot of people who want to do this, like Steve said, want the the TV job, the the on air personality gig. Like, do you have any kind of inside tip of how you how you manage that? I mean, it's it's like uh, it's like hard work, you know, mm-hmm. grind, dedication. It's probably like sixty percent of it. 
Mm. And then the other 40 is just being lucky, man. Mm. Like I said, like this was never something that I had hoped to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was like, all right, this is going to be my career track. I'm going to be the Red Sox silent reporter or a silent reporter of any Major League Baseball franchise, period. You know, if anything, I thought it would have probably been basketball or football. You know what I mean? Mm. One of the more, I guess, traditional sports and, and what people kind of look at those stars of those sports. So this kind of just fell into my lap and I just ran with the opportunity. You know, they they, they brought it up to me and I was like, sure, I never done that before. Yeah. And Nesson is a, a really great and I hate to be the company man in here, <laughs> uh, but, you know, Nesson has its uh, downfalls and pitfalls and, you know, just like any job. But. They're really great about giving you opportunities and putting you in situations that you haven't been a, accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And really, that, that, that creates a lot of professional growth. So, I mean, this is really, to be 100% honest, you know, I can say this without hesitation. Like, this is the best job I've ever had in mm -hmm. that regard, the fact that I've done so much. I mean, I've had opportunity to call blow by blow for boxing mm -hmm. and do things of that nature. And it's just been, I mean, that, that part of it's been amazing. I mean, you, you touched up on it with the, the season, you know, last year not going on the road. And I'm so curious of the dynamic because I've obviously, you know, seen behind the scenes at Nesson before, understand it a little bit. But when they're tossing to you and y'all are in the same building, <laughs> it's a little weird. Obviously, at the surface, it's a little weird. I thought you did a great job with it. But it's basically how, how was managing that? How was like, okay, I'm going to Watertown to call a Sox game that's in Seattle or something. <laughs> yeah. That's a little strange, right? A hundred percent. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, it just, it just was a byproduct of the pandemic being in there and, you know, not being able to have that access that we had been used to because there's this invisible war going on around us mm. and um, dealing with COVID. So it was strange, man. It's just like, and it was lonely too. A lot of solitude. Like I'm literally in a, the studio, Studio A back at Nesson which is our, our basically our main one, our brand new one that we just built a couple years ago. And I'm in there by myself, <laughs> like with this big, huge monitor on this side. I got the camera over here. I got a table that they set me up with. I got my laptop, and, like, I'm watching the game. <laughs> and literally, I you know, I was telling people, hey, come and visit me. Come, you know, we'll talk a couple lonely, innings. You know man. what I mean? Yeah. And then OB and the Rim Dog or whoever was with Dave calling the game would be in the closet down the hall. <laughs> And they'd be watching a big monitor, too, as well. So, I mean, it was it was strange, man. And then tossing it over to me and I'm trying to provide, you know, which this job you, you should be able to do some insight stuff that. And this is really my goal. Like, I want to try and present things that you can't pick up a paper and, and read. 100 percent. You know, that should I'll, be the goal. I'll, exactly. Yeah. I want to give people some insight into these guys, personalities, things that they're working on or whatever. And that comes from building the relationships, which you can't do from a studio in Watertown no. when they're in Seattle. No. So that was very difficult and frustrating at times because even even me in the role, it felt like, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, this is <laughs> ridiculous. You know, like, what's my purpose here? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just like the, the role had changed. And, and to a point where I was like, you know, having conversations with myself, like, I don't know if I want to do this next year. Yeah. We, don't, we don't get back to some normalcy. So. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we're getting back, and and uh, it was it was strange, man. I hope there's never a once in a generation pandemic, you know, oh, uh, disease going around that's airborne that that stops us from doing our jobs. I think we're past it, luckily. I hope um, so. <laughs> but talking about this current roster, though, and, and I think I asked you this last year, but I, I am curious. You look at this team. Obviously, a lot of hope coming off of being two wins away from the World Series. Which guy on this current roster would you say you get along with the best? Slash, kind of. 
I, I feel like you have a really good feel for this. Gives you great answers. Gives right. you some stuff yeah. where you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. hey, we got something. Like, <laughs> like who's who would that guy or those guys be? I mean, really, to be honest, like I feel like I have a good relationship with everybody. Yeah. And I think that's just part of my personality. Like I don't, I don't have many enemies out there. I mean, maybe I do. You but seem like the last person that would have right, enemies. Right. I mean, enemies. Maybe that's a strong word. But no. even people that dislike me in yeah, that yeah. in that way, who actually have gotten the opportunity to get to know me. Yeah. So, I feel like I got a good relationship with these guys, and this is a good group. I mean, it was. It's a lot less scary than when I first walked into the clubhouse. I'll say in uh, 2017. So. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot bit more uh, veteran big leaguers, guys with reputations, yeah, no, of course, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. But uh, this group, I would say, I mean, I love Christian Arroyo. That's my guy. He's great. We talked Man, to him I yesterday. He's a great I dude. I wish I guessed it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be your first no, 100%, guess. Hundred percent. Yeah. He's my guy, and he's so insightful, and he understands the dynamic between like us as a medium, mm. and then speaking to the fans, and like how that makes him look as well. Like yes. it's a, it's like a symbiotic relationship. It, it truly is because they go hand in hand. The members of the press and the baseball players, right? Yeah. Because you know, not only can this TV medium as well, it can make you money because you get more seen. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, I want to work with this guy. Companies, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I, I wish a lot more ball players understood that that aspect of it. I know, I, I get it. Sometimes you're like, man, today I don't feel like talking. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say he's one of the guys who's always available. Love talking to him. Enjoy conversations with him as well. So. Uh, I'd say Xander's up there too. I feel like I always picture you and Xander. Like you yeah. guys seem to vibe. <laughs> I mean, you guys, yeah. I mean, he's like click. literally the picture in my LinkedIn profile. No, that, that's why. <laughs> I mean, that's I my guy. I feel like it's like that's that's the photo. <laughs> I also think if your name, if you search your name, I think Xander comes up. I remember looking for a profile picture for like when we had you on last year. Yeah. On on, uh, on EEI, and I'm like, I think it's that shot of you and Xander. <laughs> it's a great shot. I feel like we all, as guys, we all know. When, oh, that's a good yeah, shot. Yeah, of yeah. Me. <laughs> that, we got that's one like, good picture. I know. We we all what's going on. We get our moments where you're like. I don't even have to put a filter on that. Like that, <laughs> no. that thing's already great. So yeah. you guys seem to be tight, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And that's my guy. And you know what? It's funny because you posed a question the other day on Twitter, like which Red Sox player doesn't get interviewed yeah. enough? Yeah. And I think people, a lot of people, were being ridiculous about it. But the serious <laughs> yeah. ones, people said Ted Williams, so right? It. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, come on, seriously. They're not wrong. And then, They're not wrong. You know, it's a good point. It's, it's right. Exactly. Fair. Yeah. But I, I know what you were getting at. And yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't. You know, there's no reading comprehension when it comes to <laughs> the Twitter space. Of course. But there were a few Xander mentions on there. Yeah. And and I understand that this is because. Xander, as as great as he is when you get him, when you have an opportunity to sit down, spend five minutes, whatever, it's a little bit few and far between because a part of his routine is like doing stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So he's not a guy who's always readily available or accessible. No, I know. And that makes it difficult to really interview him. I'd love to interview him every day if I could. Yeah. But it's just, it always works out where it's like, I'm only getting him after a game, after he does something amazing. And even then, sometimes, as a leader and the, the person that he's worked himself into, a couple times last season, he was like, ah, oh, no, you go. Yeah. And he'd be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. dude, but I had like six questions for you, bro. Oh. You know? Oh, that's, so, that is tough on the spot. Right. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, now I got to pivot, you know, which is, that's you gotta, you the difficult get, You got to, like, weirdly enough, you almost have to, like, memorize everything that happened. Oh, in the my game, God, right? dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, to go back in the, in the, the beginning days, of this like i said like i never had any aspiration to do this job yeah so i didn't even know how to do it yeah <laughs> i'd literally go to games and i'd be like writing notes like okay he just got a single whatever i wouldn't <laughs> even score the games yeah until well, that takes later a lot, though, scoring the games is right a lot. but yeah. I, even, yeah. even now like my scoring system nobody would understand it okay. you know what i mean like yeah. it, it's probably a lot of the basics but like nobody ever taught me how to score a game mm-hmm. so one day i was i was doing it and tc was like well how do you keep up with everything and i was like 
I don't know. Do I just write in my notes like, oh, second inning, single, RBI? Yeah. yeah. And be like, dude, you don't take score? I was like, no, I don't know how to take score. Well, also, you guys are moving. <laughs> like, I know you and Stevie D, you know, do a lot together. Anyone that doesn't know, Nesson Cameraman, he's been there uh, forever. He's an OG. Right. You guys are you guys are kind of a package deal there at Fenway. And I know you're kind of plotting in a good way of like, what are we going to get? Yeah. Like, so when you go to the park, basically, what's that process of like, I got to get some stuff that matters for the broadcast? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a long one, man. Yeah. And, and uh, really lengthy, too. And it's an interesting question that you present. Because, like, the day really starts, like, I mean, first off, for anybody who, you know, is anticipating getting in the business or wanting to do this job, like, if you're thinking about the day of on the day of, you're already behind. Yes, yes. So you have to. I like, oh, that's a quote card right there. there. All right. I like that. You have to be ahead, especially in this game. So, like, I like to have a few ideas already going in my mind about the week or the series, some storylines, and then I'm like, okay, who can I target? And I really lean on um, the media relations people. They put out great notes during the week. So a lot of stuff. They really do. I I got to know that last year. They're really good at it. Really insightful stuff. And then stuff that you can also build upon with your own thoughts. So I go in that and I'm like, all right, I want this guy, this guy, this guy potentially to talk to. And that's like earlier in the day or maybe the series prior. But then I get to the ballpark like at 2.30 if the clubhouse is opening at 3, you know, try to be there a half hour before 3 if it opens at 3.30. So then you're in the clubhouse. And, you know, again, everybody is in their own routine program. And so they may not walk in when you need them. So you get who you get. You try to have a couple targets in hand. Yeah. And then I'd get my clubhouse sound, gather that with Stevie D or whoever the cameraman mm-hmm. is. And then we also have to, after that, we have to shoot a sponsored segment for our pregame show. We have to head upstairs to do that. So that's another thing that we have to do. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I'm back on the field seeing what else is down, out there. A lot of yeah, yeah, all over the park. Exactly. So seeing what else is out there and what else is available for, for maybe the game. If I didn't get somebody in the clubhouse, yeah. I get them on the field there and then talk whatever storyline or whatever angle I need. And then also, you know, if it's, you know, Fenway game starts seven ten, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what it says in the, in your on your ticket, but the broadcast starts at seven. You might notice, so there's ten minutes to fill there. So if it's a, it's if it's after after five minutes, then that needs to be what we would call a, a second segment. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I come in with my player sound that I had from the day or whatever. So anything after five minutes, like if it's seven oh seven, then I'm doing something mm-hmm. uh, in that early part of the show. So I would do that. And then I get to my spot, and then the game will go on. And if they win, I'd be doing a walk-off interview with the star of the game or whoever they presented. And then after that, I'd go back in the clubhouse to get some post-game sound for it's our, just for our post-game show. You are getting it, your steps in. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. You have I, the Fitbit, I crush man. it, man, with, yeah. the, with, the, with the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Apple Watch does everything. That's yeah. what I learned. Man, it, it's, it's Exactly. Insane. So it turns out to be a lot of long days. Yeah. And uh, really, like I said, that's what, what the grind starts to kind of wear on you. So you kind of need a moment, which I didn't really learn last year. Again, going back to it being my first full season yeah, doing yeah. this, even though it was in a pandemic and we weren't traveling, there was still like you had to get your cadence right. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like out the gate, I was like, all right, boom, I'm going 100 miles an hour. And then coming to find out like you need time off. I didn't take my first off day, like scheduled time off until a week before the All-Star break, like oh, 4th gosh, of July weekend. Bad idea. So I went... April to July <laughs> without much. taking a day, dude. That's terrible. And that was a horrible idea. So I'm talking to everybody, and they're like, I'm like, how are you guys so fresh right now? They're like, dude, you got to like plan out your <laughs> yeah, days. Like the first, yeah. week of the first month, I go for a walk. You got to take a weekend. Go to the beach, man. <laughs> yeah. So this year, I got it more strategic where, you know, Mother's Day is my first weekend of taking off, and, mm. and then I got a few others sprinkled in. But 
man, that that part was like that was some rookie hazing right that, there. Like nobody told me. No, that, that really <laughs> is. I know you're a busy man. I'm gonna get you out of here on this. I love saying that line. Get you out of here on this. Stole that from PTI, I think. But um, yeah, I I'm like always curious. I'm always curious of the Gatorade shower process mm. and the let's say eyes in the back of your head that you need <laughs> to avoid messing up your fit if you get hit by it. Do you have basically who you replaced? would get drilled by the Gatorade all the time. Do you do you have a system in place to like kind of feel it out? Are you looking at the player's eyes? Like how do you know when it's coming? Because you might have a sixth sense for it. Oh yeah. I mean at this point you gotta develop it. But also, you know, being a former athlete, yeah. which I like to put out there, uh you kinda <laughs> like have to be known. <laughs> you know, you have that ability to be cat quick. Quickness was always my thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I learned this lesson from TC, too, actually, just having these spatial awareness and then understanding the moment as well. So I'm like, OK, if it's a walk off, there's potential for a Gatorade High shower. Potential, I'd say, yeah. If a guy hit three home runs, there's potential for a Gatorade shower. If he had the biggest moment in his career, there's a potential. That's what I was going to say. The walk off by the guy that doesn't hit walk off. Right. Exactly. That might be the biggest one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you kind of feel it brewing. And these days I've built a relationship with the guys who are usually a part of the bucket, mm -hmm. you know, which is the Christian Vasquez, those type of guys. You know, uh, Bucket guys. Uh, right, 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 right. No, seriously. He's always in on it because over the years, he's given me a heads up. He's like, if you don't want to get wet today, watch out. I'm I like, like that. good deal. I like that. So he lets me know, and, and, and the guys will give me a heads up now. This feels like some mob stuff. Like, I'm just giving <laughs> yeah, yeah. you a heads up. Something's yeah. going down. Somebody's later. getting smoked today. <laughs> watch out. So I'm like, okay, bet. I won't be there, man. I'll clear up. Be my perfect time to like say I got to go to the bathroom. I know. Come back. Everybody's been sprayed. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, he would always let me know, or, or you know, they would always set it up. And uh, and we the way we position them is we make sure that their back is to the dugout entrance. Yes. Yes. So they don't see it as well. So I can always see it. You know what's going on. Mm. And uh, I'm able to kind of get out of there. But you know, last year I felt like I was a little bit too jumpy, man. Well, oh, we see, did get back thing. on the field. Yeah, you don't want like fake jumps, like oh, it's right. not coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that you might remember. If you're jumping out of a non-Gatorade shower. That looks terrible. I know, dude. Exactly. Then you look like a non-athlete. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I was gonna ask what you've been working on this offseason. Oh you yeah, kind of answered it though. You've been working on your. I think that'd be yeah. top of the list. Of the that'd be top shower. of the list for sure. Because I remember there was a moment last year where Verdugo, we got him. He had to walk off. Yeah. And uh, and I seen it coming. And I was like, okay, it's coming, but I'm still good. And then I saw them lifting the bucket. And then I got out of there, and then he ducked down. So then oh. he was like, oh, he got me in my ass, man. <laughs> I remember. It's like a quotable. I remember it. I got to look this one up. I forgot about it. And, uh, and that's exactly where they got him because he ducked okay. and got out of there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, next time I'm just sticking because I think because I'm anticipating it, mm. I can get out of there and still limit the damage. Yeah. But I you're mean, not going to be seeing me sprayed in the face, though. There's not okay, going to be any pictures hey, of that. I'll tell you that right uh, now. We are going to be watching very closely <laughs> this year. You're on the road. You're at home. The potential is high. Oh, yeah. I know, obviously, on the road you're not having any walk-offs. But still, that, that guy that doesn't normally have the big game, he right. has the big game in Seattle. Exactly. Watch out. I can it's, see it. It's coming. You know, and I, so. I'm looking forward to that happening because I feel good about this team, especially now. So yeah. we'll see, man, yeah, so how like this goes. A, a, a quick breakdown, like just real quick, your expectations for this team. I mean, last year, 
the number was 79 over under. Yeah, I mean, that was laughable. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I thought they'd win 85 games. Mm -hmm. They surpassed my guess by seven. Yeah. So this year, I have no reason to doubt that they'd be back around that number. Okay. About 90, mid 90 to potentially 90 some odd wins. Okay. So I feel good about this offense. They can play with anybody in the league. The rotation, they might have to add another starter potentially. We'll see what happens with Chris Sale maybe not being available for a couple months. A lot of veterans. But you also don't know what you can expect from a Michael Waka, a guy Mm -hmm. who was looked at as the next, you know, know. and kind of had an up-and-down year in his career. And then Rich Hill, always ever consistent, love what he brings to the team. So I actually look at the rotation, think about the guys who left, you know, the Garrett uh, Richards, the Martin Perez. Perez. Like, and you, you, yeah. I like that. Get that in. You you fill that in with some of these pieces, and you're like, okay, Tanner Houck's also in there. Uh, Garrett Whitlock is also in there. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what those guys are going to bring, but feeling like I feel positive that they can be more consistent than not. So mm-hmm. yeah. I like this team uh, to, to compete and be back in the playoffs, especially with the added teams. I'm telling you, yeah, more playoff teams is important. I like that too. I'm just going to copy that. Around 90 to 95 yeah. feels about right. So That's where I'm at, man. I'm taking the over. I think their number this year is 85. No, whatever it is, take yeah. the over. I I'm mean, taking it's, the over. It's, <laughs> the disrespect continues every single season. Jemiah Webster, thank you for joining us, man. This was awesome. And we're going to be watching if you get drilled by Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, it'll be out there. Don't worry, man. Hey, I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Alrighty, we are back. Jemai Webster, incredible interview. Love Jemai. Was talking with him before the game on Saturday. We'll see him a lot at Fenway this year. Jemai Webster, you're a great dude. That was a great interview. We are moving on to a Red Sox Tigers series preview. The second series of the 2022 Boston Red Sox season. Joey, the pitching matchups. What do you got? All right, folks. We got a very positive reaction on our preview from last week. We're going to keep that energy up. Uh, You're not even going to notice that this is a flu game. Game one. Well, it is a 5 p.m. game for game one. It is Michael Waka versus Matt Manning. Michael Waka joined the Sox this offseason, and God bless him, but he gets hit hard. He relies on a four-seamer, a changeup, and a cutter. Mixes in a curveball and a sinker when he's facing righties. Uh even though I'd prefer he did not. Uh, bottom of the league last year in... Do you want to guess? I don't want to guess. Let me know. Ex Wobacon. Oh, God. There's going to be a segment we have on the show called <laughs> Fort Borb Zorp, and we're going to save that for that segment, but keep it moving. All it basically means is uh, when he, when people get contact on him, it's usually not all too great. So going to want Walker to avoid getting contact. <clears throat> Matt Manning is a six foot six right-hander, drafted ninth overall in 2016. Bottom 5% of the league last year in exit velocity, expected batting average against, and strikeout percentage. He has a five-pitch arsenal, and all of them get crushed, especially his changeup. Game two. We got Rich Hill versus Tyler Alexander. Rich Hill is a 42-year-old lefty on his third stint with the Sox, born just 72 days shy of the 1970s. Check that out. Oh, I love that. Uh, That's a fun fact. Very nice, Joey. Hey, thanks. Anytime. Uh, Primarily throws a fastball and a curveball. His fastball averaged just 88 miles an hour last year. Curveball, just 71. But despite his decrease in velocity, he posted a 1-1-6 whip last year. Tyler Alexander is also a slow-tossing lefty, throws a cutter more than anything. Fourth season in the bigs, but more than half of his major league innings came last year and posted a 4-1-3 ERA. And game three, the one we're all here for. 
the one Steve cannot wait for. Yeah. Nathan Avaldi versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Avaldi allowed three runs in five innings on opening day on five hits uh, with seven strikeouts. Erod allowed three runs in four innings on their opening day against Chicago. Uh, in his six seasons with Boston, he posted a 4.16 ERA and a 1.31 WHIP. And it's important to note that he was rocking a Barry Bonds earring this spring, which is kind of your idea. You kind of tried to bring that back. Eddie Swagger jacked you. I thought you should know. And yeah. that is our series preview. That's our pitching matchup. Uh, so, yep. yeah, I, I think that the Erod thing is interesting. I think a lot of people in, in previous years, specifically last year, thought I hate Erod. I don't hate Erod. It was just a somewhat difficult season to watch. It was very up and down. We could talk about his FIP, his BIP, his DIP, all we want. Erod did not have a great year. And... You know, luckily, he had a good close there. And especially, hey, what you remember most recently, Joey, this is definitely not the phrase, but what you remember most recently is very important. That obviously... Yeah, no, that's the phrase. Yeah, the phrase is what... <laughs> that phrase sucks. You, know, you nailed it. What you remember most recently is very important. That's the phrase. And it's like leaving he, a lasting impression or whatever. Like yeah, the last thing that he did is... Yeah, you know, what I you understand. do recently is it, uh, somewhat matters. That's the hey, phrase. what have you done for me lately, huh? What have you, There That's, it is. What have you done for me lately? We finally got there. But yeah, Erod obviously got their last win. He then does the point to the watch thing. Cora didn't like that, but he got his money. He got paid, man. I know the Sox were not going to pay what the Tigers paid, and I think both sides are happy, and now he's with... Detroit as they try to, you know, rebuild that team and get back to the playoffs the first time in a long time. So good for Eddie. I do not dislike Erod, but however, I would very much like if they crush him when they face him. That would be great. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, series series predictions. I think uh before I do that, first off, weather update. We're going to oh, do a weather, weather update. update for this Series Monday in Detroit. The game is at 5:10 p.m. because that makes sense. There is a 40% chance of rain. It's going to be 40 degrees. This is some April baseball weather, Joey. Jeez, Louis. What they yeah, have in tough. Detroit for this game is pretty gross on Monday. I thought the weird time was because of like a home opener. They've already played. They have already mm. had their home opener. Yeah, I, I. Oh, you know what it is? It's um, it's Detroit. So it's 4 p.m. No, I know, but why? It's Monday. Is tomorrow a day? Is, is tomorrow uh, a holiday? Yeah, Monday is... Um, is tomorrow like Michigan Day or something? And like everybody It's has definitely a-, a day, dude. Oh, is it... Uh, it's a, I think it's a religious thing. I think it's Palm Sunday. <laughs> is, wait, what are you... Tomorrow, Monday is observing- Palm Sunday? I think Sunday is Palm Sunday, dude, and I think oh, and it's observing observed it on Monday. On Monday, so as everyone it's knows, Palm Sunday. It's as everyone knows, Monday is when we're observing Palm Sunday, and that's why the Tigers are playing at four. <laughs> everybody gets a half day. Everybody gets everybody a half day at work gets in a Detroit. Half day you know this, and they go to Tiger Park. <laughs> is that Comerica? I think no, it's, it's Comerica. Yeah, it is used it? to be. I think it was just Tigers. Stadium, Tiger Stadium, I believe, which was yeah. like Nomar played there. I remember looking at some of the oldest mm-hmm. photos of the, like some of the most recent photos, I guess, of Tiger Stadium, and Nomar was playing there. I'm like, geez, Tiger Stadium was around in 02. That made me feel old. That park looked mm-hmm. old. If you want to talk about old parks, look at like early thousands Tiger Stadium. That thing looks like it's from the 50s. That is old. Anyway, we have a 
Weather update for this series. Like I mentioned, bad weather on Monday. Tuesday, games at what? Dude, these are early games, man. Oh, Tuesday is at 1. Wednesday is at 1, too. They're asking a Why? lot of us with that. Come on. Why? I don't like Why? that. Why is this the case? Why are these all afternoon games? Why can't well, they I mean, play this it? is perfect because I'm going to be taking two sick days coming up. So that that works actually works out. Yeah, it works out well for you. Me. I don't I don't love that. Anyway, I don't love having. I'm going to have meetings when the games are going on. Anyway, all right. Um, what are they to, trying to get people to watch? Yeah, I know. Seriously, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday during the day, 62. It's going to be nice on Tuesday. Very low oh, chance nice, of rain. Nice. Should be fine. Wednesday, high of 70. On oh Wednesday gosh. in Detroit, there's a small chance of thunderstorms. Might be a bigger chance than I thought. Showers and scattered thunderstorms, but it says 70% chance of rain. Uh, that's not ideal. Not so we might have it's some rain good. in the series Monday and Wednesday. And folks, mm. uh, especially if you're going into work right now, if you're at work right now, if you're a person that works, which is most of you, this ain't going to be the best series to follow for you. And that kind of sucks. I don't agree with this timing at all. I think this is actually terrible. But Maybe, maybe it's Easter week. People have the whole week off in the Midwest. (laughs) Everybody knows that in in Detroit, the week before Easter is just everybody's off. Like, there's no, come on now. Easter's on Sunday. You think on Tuesday we're going to be going to work? Are you stupid? I got to get ready for the Easter egg hunt. People are getting limber. Yeah. So on on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in Detroit, that's when they plan their Easter egg hunt and takes the whole, (laughs) the whole day. So, understandable there, Joey. But, yeah, series predictions, I got Kike getting going. I think Kike's going to get going. He did not have a hit in the Yankee series. He acknowledged it in the thing we're about to talk about. I think Evaldi is going to have a big start on Wednesday against Erod. I don't know if it's, like, added motivation for him that he's going up against Erod. I'm sure they're buddies. But, weirdly enough, I always think that that, like, plays into it, where you want to have a really good performance against the guy that went to a different team for big money. I don't. Maybe yeah. that means nothing to Nate, and it, it, honestly, Joey, it probably shouldn't <laughs> mean anything. But I don't know if there's anything there. So I hope of all these. I think a emotion big start. is a emotion's always a motivator, be it positive or negative. Be it, you know your buddy on the other side or your or your enemy. I anyway. I mean, just to speak directly for Nathan Avaldi, you got to imagine it affects it in one way, right? Yeah, I would agree. So I think Avaldi has a big start on Wednesday, and then lastly, I think Javi Baez in a Tigers uniform is going to look funky. I, I don't. Mm. Um, Second F bomb of the show, I know, but uh, I, it's just that—that's one of those guys that I always assume was just going to stay with the team that he came. Yeah. Like I, I thought he was going to be with the Cubs forever, and so Me seeing too. him well, in a yeah. Tigers uni is going to be a little bit weird. But, but yeah, good for uh, good for him, good for the Tigers. It's a team Same that exact money is story, huh? I know. Hey, Tigers are a team right. that if you're a younger listener of this show, you probably forget they were like really, really good for a stretch mm-hmm. there. Uh, during Miggy's core, and then obviously he wasn't 100% for that 2013 ALCS. If he was, Tigers probably win that series. That series was really dominated by Detroit, and the Sox had some extremely timely hits. They go on, obviously, to win the World Series in 13. But, yeah, we got a interesting series coming up here in Detroit. Watch out for some rain, and be excited that you're going to have to maybe watch on your phone at work or find a way to get out of work to watch this series. These times are interesting, Joey. I don't love these start times. Nope. All right. That's my closing thought. I, nope. I I agree with you. All right. Closing thoughts. We are wrapping up the program right now. Obviously, mine, Joey, tweeted about during the old ball game, the in-game interviews during Sunday Night Baseball with a player that is playing in the game are bogus. 
I do not like them at all. And here is why. In its in in the nature of it, it downplays the mental aspect of what goes through a player's mind in between pitches. It honestly uh-huh. kind of spits on it. It's like, no, what you're just oh, kind of really. hanging out out there, Kike. You're doing whatever in center. You're an outfielder. You're not pitching. You're not catching. It downplays the importance of the in-between pitch game, which is an, a whole game within the game. So I hate that aspect of it. I don't, I'm not against trying new stuff. I'm not the guy over here that's like, just keep everything the same. I mean, we've had a lot of things recently that have become more a part of our viewing experience. I think the even just the strike zone being this, you know, hypothetical strike zone being on the TV screen the whole time in a lighter form so it's not too distracting wasn't a thing six, seven years ago. Now it is. Like, there's other things that have been added in here. The chart that they have where they show the live motion of where the players are in the field, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the pitch, pitch-by-pitch pitch breakdown showing the pitch-by-pitch of an at-bat. I love that. We just don't need this. This is unnecessary. I think it downplays the importance of what the player is doing during the game. Joey, it takes his attention away. You need full attention on the game. Sox, Yankees, Mm -hmm. this is very important. You don't want to go 0-3 to start the season. We're trying to make Kike laugh in center field. What are we doing? Like, it's just, it felt so wrong to me when it was happening. No, 100%. And I think the worst part of it is that uh, a ball comes Kike's way and two runs score, correct? Yeah, yeah tie the game, 3-3. Three three. Yeah, tie, uh, two runs score to tie the game. And Kike, Kike tries to throw it home, and it, it makes its way to the cutoff man, to, to the pitcher. And immediately, the commentators are like, hey, that was a good throw. Hey, you, <laughs> you did your best there. You, get, you got it most of the way. Yeah. And Kike, you know, God love him. Played it off pretty pretty normally. He's like, yeah, should have, yeah, yeah. could have got there. Slow on my stuff. Could have got there. it. But I mean, yeah. there's other ways to do this. I don't think I'm a classic. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, guy. The dugout interviews, they're fine. Do yeah. I normally get a lot oh, from yeah. them? Not really, but they're fine. Interview Heim. Interview Poppy. Interview a, a former player. I, maybe they're saving those for that K Rod pod, podcast uh, broadcast. But yeah. Still, it just felt we've watched so many games in our existence, and it just feels so wrong. I'm like, it takes up a lot of the screen, too. And it's yeah. like, ah, they don't really, you can't really ask a question that's going to get a long answer because another pitch is coming up. It's just, it's not, it's not worth it at all. It's, again, there's other ways to do it, there's other ways to work around it. And I think it's kind of downplaying the importance of in between pitches. And I don't like that. The mental game of baseball is so high it's so important and for you to be kind of yucking it up with a the center fielder of the red sox while a game is going on in the bronx where he's involved in like all the plays dude's gassed and now he has to answer something about like his approach and his first at bat he's trying to figure out where he's gonna be throwing the ball if it gets hit to him i hate yeah, it. a guy who a guy who is also over up to this point in the season. You know what I mean? I know, I like, know. Like, it's the I third know. game of the season, but, like, that's got to get in your head a little bit. I mean, it literally, it's a fact that it did because he talked about it. I know. You know, there's a, mo- a moment of silence. Uh, not, not like an intentional moment of silence. <laughs> there was just a lull in in conversation. And they had a moment of would, silence for him going over for this. Yeah, <laughs> the commentators are like, quick moment of silence for your <laughs> offensive career. Uh, no, th- there was just a, a quick second of silence, and Kike was like, hey, so you guys think I'm going to go hitless this year? 
It's like he's obviously thinking about it. He's obviously like, you know, he hasn't gotten back in the groove yet. And to be like, hey, so who's a, when you dressed up as a banana once. I know. It's, dude, it's tough. And I, I, I like Carl Ravitch. I think Ravi's going to be really good yeah. for Sunday Night Baseball. I like Eduardo Perez. David Cohn, TBD. I haven't heard him enough. Everyone says he's great. We'll see. I think he's got to get a little more used to that role. But it just felt wrong, Joey. It felt wrong. We've yeah. watched plenty of these games before. And for it to be the whole inning is also a little weird. When it's a dugout interview, it's not normally that long. Have it be like a minute or two. It's like we're just looking at Kike the whole time. I'm like, is he going to talk? Are the people in the booth going to talk? Is he upset that he's even doing this to begin with? So didn't love it. Hopefully they don't keep doing that all year long. And that's my closing thought. Right on. Right on, man. Uh, I I knew that was going to be your closing thought earlier when you said uh, something from game three. Now, um, my last point is a lowercase point. Meaning, I'm just gonna say it like this: like it's not, it's not yeah, the yeah. most serious thing in the world, but like yeah. just, it's just down here. Lowercase, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can stop with the on base for 162 jokes; they're bad. I've heard them. It's okay, you know. I understand the the want to not like gatekeep, you know, because I see that a lot with that other sport that you keep talking about, hockey, where they're always like. No, be fans of our sport, be fans of our sport. And then someone comes along and they're like, I like this team in Washington. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you, you idiot? So it's kind of that same thing where, you know, if you're new to the game, you're a new fan, I get it. Yeah, it's a a funny joke. Yeah, it's, yeah, welcome to the club. We've all made that joke before. If you're making that joke for your 12th season in a row, just come on, just take a look in the mirror. Come on. Just do less. Come on. Do less. You You don't need it. Joey, that's a good closing thought. That'll do it. That'll do it for episode four. We got four episodes in the books. Shout out to everybody that is interacting with our stuff on the socials. Follow us everywhere. That's your homework assignment. If you aren't following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, TikTok. do it. Download, subscribe, click all the cool stuff. Subscribe to YouTube. Do that as well. It's great seeing a lot of listeners of the show at Yankee Stadium, interacting with you guys. I love doing that. Joey, we are four days away from Fenway opening day. Jackie Robinson Day, one Boston day, Fenway opening day. It's a Friday. Cannot wait. The weather looks good, by the way. little brief, quick weather update. It looks good. Very excited for that. The Celtics got the 2C. I'm excited about that as well. Bring on Kyrie, that bum. So here we go. We got a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up. Big week coming up. Games in Detroit that are for some reason way earlier than they should be coming up. And we will be back before the home opener on Thursday for that home opener on Friday. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.